Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we have a an incredible passage to look at in our in our discipleship journey through the Gospel of John. Uh, see where we are right now is John chapter 13. We've seen Jesus wash his disciples' feet. We've seen that Judas has now gone out to betray Jesus. Jesus now understands that it is the time for him to be glorified and for him to glorify the Father and the Father to glorify the Son. And Jesus just said all of these words about glory to his disciples. And now he turns to them and he says something so significant. In fact, what he says really builds off of the reality that Jesus, he just washed his disciples' feet. We've seen his service toward them. We've seen that Jesus says that he has loved them until the end. And now we have a new commandment that he gives to them. And then by extension, he gives it to us. Let's look at John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. Here's what Jesus says. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. What what an incredible text. This is just a powerful moment. Remember, Jesus has just explained that he is going to be glorified. And now he turns, and the next words out of his mouth are not, so make sure you you glorify me the right way you're supposed to, or this or this or this. He doesn't give them a long list of instructions. In this moment, he, he boils it all down, and he says, here's the deal. I'm giving you a new commandment. Later, we're going to see that it's the same old commandment, but it's in a new way. He says that you love one another, that you love one another. And then he qualifies it. Just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. See, the qualification is the definition. Here's what he says. He says, when you look at me, when you look at the way that I am your master, your Lord, your teacher, and yet I have have washed your feet and I have served you, I have not acted in arrogance. Instead, I have humbled myself. Ultimately, when you look at Christ, when you look at him and you see the way he lays down his life for the benefit of those that he loves, then you see the definition of love. The definition of love is is sacrificing for the betterment, for what's best for other people. When we love each other, when we love each other most like Christ is when we sacrifice ourselves for the benefit of each other. When we lay aside, in simple ways, our preferences, our desires. When we, when we humble ourselves, when we forgive our, each other, when we're not bitter toward each other, when we serve one another, all of this is a picture of loving the way Christ has loved his disciples. The way Christ has loved you, the way Christ has loved me. He says, I give you this new commandment. The new commandment is that you love one another. And then he he gives the, the definition within the qualification. He says that you do this as I have loved you. And then, and then he says something incredible in verse 35. He says, by this, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. This is how the world will know that those who trust in Jesus actually follow him, are his learners, are his apprentices, are his followers. He says, this is how they will know 
by the way you love one another. This is what he's looking. This is what he's looking for us to do. He's looking for us to love those within the church to, in such a way, in such a profound, sacrificial, humble way. The world looks at us and says, wow, I know that person follows Jesus. I know that person is a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now notice, this is, this is a love that is particular. This is a love for those that are disciples. Now, in other places, we are instructed to love those outside of the church. We, we saw recently we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. But look, there is a unique, particular, and specific kind of love that is meant to exist between those who are in Christ, those who are in the church. We are to have this love, this sacrificial love toward other believers. This is the primary identifier of us as those who follow Christ. This means when we gather week after week in the worship service, this is, some have called this a love feast, right? When we break bread, when we share communion, this is a feast of love as we remember Christ, but we remember him as a community that knows his love and that loves each other. This kind of love is what binds churches together. It keeps us from, from being full of bitterness and envy and strife. This is the kind of love that requires that we are humble, that we are forgiving. I think of Jesus in his words. He says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I think about Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, loving one another as God, or excuse me, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. This is the kind of love that we are called to specifically within the church. So let me ask you, what does it look like for you to love your church family? Do you have strife with anyone in the church family? With that person, what would it look like for you to humble yourself? What would it look like for you to serve that person? What does it look like for you to do what is best for that person? See, this is the kind of love that we are called to. This is the kind of love that Jesus, he shows to us and that he calls us to. And this, you know what? This is our ancient way for our modern day.